Good morning. Welcome to The Rink, the only podcast devoted to the business side of the underground skate world. I am your host, Anthony Curry, and we are back with another one. And if I should say so myself, y'all, this one is going to be good. Um, I didn't plan on putting this one out so soon, um, but it's right on time. It is right on time. Um, This is something that uh, this topic came up uh, very recent, and it's been talked about for years, to be totally honest with you. For years, we've been talking about more people jumping into the skate coordinated lane, throwing skate parties, Um, and the question came up again, but from a different spin, so I'm going to answer the question. I'll share with that question with you all uh, very shortly, but um, yeah, a lot of skate parties. People keep talking about There's more and more skate parties. Like every year, that topic comes up. It's kind of like the RITC dates. Everybody asks, like, what's the date for RITC? Like every year, that question comes up. This same question comes up that we're going to solve for uh, you know, right here on this episode. So more skate parties, more and more people are jumping to that skate coordinator lane. And there's nothing wrong with that. I told you all on episode two, um, the skate world needs more suckers. I think we need more people in different lanes. Um, but where I get concerned and where I get worried, uh, when it comes to like the amount of skate parties is the purpose behind the parties. Do I care that there's a lot of skate parties? Me personally, no. Um, but the, it's the purpose behind the party is where I start to get a little bit worried because some people throw skate parties for different reasons, right? Some people throw it because their city doesn't have a skate party, a national skate party. So that makes sense. Your city doesn't have one, you throw one. Or your city only has one. And so you want to have make sure they have another one. Cool, nothing wrong with that. Uh, other people throw skate parties around holidays, New Year's Eve, Christmas. Uh, Big Jeremy's got the, uh, the Halloween party in Chicago every year. Cool, nothing wrong with that. Charitable causes are reasons. You know, one of the biggest skate parties in the country, again, is Rolling for a Cause in New York. Great cause, breast cancer awareness. You also have parties for autism awareness. You have Red Alert Party and the Blue Alert Party for service members. Totally cool with that, right? And then you have some people who throw parties because it's uh, they want to bring something unique, you know, like the Soul Skates where they got the live performances and uh, Capital Skate Fest where you got the, the gala and the uh, um, the Armory, totally cool, provide a totally different, unique, and totally different experience for, for the skate world. And then you have people that throw it because they see dollar signs. They see this as a come up. They want to make some money. Like, man, this is a hustle. This is a way for me to make some extra cash, right? And I'm not just talking about people. I'm talking about sometimes the rink managers, too. Everybody, it seems like to me, everybody wants a piece of the pie. So people want to jump in because they, they figure there's money to be made in the uh, underground skate world or uh, skate uh, rink managers be like, yeah, you want those skate party? Cool, you do it. And they're going to they gonna tax you. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But everybody want a piece of this pie. And um, I thought a gentleman, he posed a great question last week. Um, uh, there was a post about, again, a lot of skate parties. And um, he asked the question. I forget the gentleman's name, so I apologize. But he had asked the question, are skate parties profitable? He said, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it's even profitable to throw skate parties these days. And so what I wanted to do was solve that question and answer that question. And I'm going to do it right here on the Rink Podcast. So the title of this episode is Skate Party Math. We're going to do some math, y'all. All right. So I want you to pull out your pen, your pad, uh, pull out your calculator because we're going to do some adding, some subtracting, some multiplication. And we're going to answer that question. We're going to figure out. Is it profitable to throw skate parties? So before you try to jump in the lane and throw skate parties, I think every person needs to listen to this episode. All right. 
So um, we're going to break down these skate party expenses and we're going to talk about a skate party done right. I'm not talking about a skate party where you do a great job at this thing and you have asked that thing and you barely do a decent job at that other thing. We're talking about a skate party done right. Okay, so let's get into these different categories. And again, let's, let's start putting some numbers together. All right. So the first thing you got to do is you got this idea to throw the skate party. Now you want to market and advertise your skate party. So you need flyers. All right. So the cost of like a one sided flyer is like 75 bucks, two sided, you're paying 150. All right. Which I think is very reasonable. I don't even know why people be tripping um, over that price. You know, you got a graphic artist you need to reach out to. I like using B1. All right. B1 is dope. Makes a lot of skate flyers. So if you're trying to get a flyer made, hit B1 up. It puts something dope together for you. So you're paying about 150 bucks for a two-sided flyer. Then you got to print that flyer. And a lot of companies, they'll give you about 5,000 flyers for like 200 bucks. And sometimes that's not enough. You know, let's be honest, though. So a lot of skate coordinators are like, like, like to wait to the last minute and throw the party 30 days out. Maybe 5,000 flyers is enough. You know, But I didn't even think that that's a challenge and very difficult to get rid of 5,000 flyers in 30 days. Um, but you probably need about 10,000 flyers. But let's just say you're going to do 5,000 flyers. So 200 bucks. So we have 350. And then you're going to spend money on gas because you're going to your local set to promote this party. Your biggest supporters are going to be your local crowd. So you're going to the local sets, spending gas money, paying admission. Um, you know, let's say that's about $10 a week. All right? You do that over six months. So every month, that's like $40. Over six months, it's 240 bucks to go promote and pass out this flyer and make sure people um, are aware that you're throwing something. So 150 for the flyer design, 200 for printing, 240 for gas and maybe admission and going to local sets. We have 590, okay? Upfront cost. Now you gotta have DJs. So every you know great party has to have some great DJs. So let's just say um, you gotta spend money on getting the DJ out to your city, okay? And you find a come up, you find just like an awesome deal a round trip flight for like 200 bucks. <laughs> All right, I know that you probably like that's that's never gonna happen, but it, it can happen. The likelihood of it happen, slim, but we're gonna say best case scenario. You found a 200 dollars round trip flight because we all know that a good flight is probably like 300. dollars I've even paid 500 dollars before to get a DJ down in my city, but you paid 200 bucks. You got lucky. Um, you got to put this DJ up in the hotel. So let's say the average cost of a hotel stay is 100 dollars a night. You stay there for the weekend, so that's three nights. That's 300 bucks. Um, and then you also gotta pay them to spend. You gotta pay them their fee, right? So let's say they're gonna charge you $75 an hour, right? which again, I think is very reasonable, right? They're paying you 75 bucks an hour. Um, so $75 times four hours, average party is about four hours. I've seen some that's five, six. I've even seen eight hours before. But let's just say four hours, you're spending $300 on their fee. So $200 on the flight, $300 to put them up in the hotel for the weekend and $300 for them to spend. So that's 800 bucks for the DJ. Now, your average skate party has three DJs. So now you're taking that $800 and multiplying that by three, now you're at $2,400, okay? So when you have the flyers and just the DJs alone, you're at about three grand, okay? Let's keep going. Because you also wanna get maybe yourself a hotel stay. You don't want to keep going back and forth, you know, driving home, you know, through all the different events. Um, so maybe you get a hotel room at the host hotel as well. All right. But let's, again, let's say you did a good job and you sold out your room block and they're giving you your hotel stay for free. So you pay nothing for your hotel room. All right. 
um, because sometimes hotels will do that. Now, another thing hotels will do, um, you gotta look in, looking at that contract. We're gonna talk about contracts soon in one of these episodes, but uh, so I'm gonna give you a sneak peek now. But um, if you look at a lot of the host hotel room block contracts, um, there's a stipulation in there for coordinators that if they don't sell out a certain percentage of the rooms, they're financially responsible for the rooms. Okay, it's in there, all right? There's a quote that says, the, the bold print giveth, the fine print taketh away. <laughs> the fine print taketh away. So get into that contract and look at that fine print because if you're getting a room block, let's just say 25 rooms, you sell out only 17 of those rooms because people canceled at the last minute or they decided they want to stay somewhere else, maybe for $75 a night, uh, you know, $50 a night. I don't know why anybody would do that. Um, but uh, now you you got eight rooms that you didn't sell out. So now you're responsible. The hotel says, hey, you didn't sell out these other eight rooms, so you gotta pay us for those eight rooms because we could have sold that room at a much higher rate to somebody else, but we blocked it off for you and you didn't sell it out. So that happens, all right? That does happen at skate parties. And I've seen it before, not me personally, but I've seen it before where um, the coordinator, you'll, you'll go in the hole before a skate party even start because you owe this hotel XYZ dollars for the rooms that didn't get sold. So if a hotel is available for your skate party um, that you're gonna be attending, I'm speaking to you as a skater now, um, stay at the host hotel. If a coordinator went through that hassle to negotiate a rate and get a certain amount of rooms, please stay at that hotel because there's a huge financial obligation attached to that that a lot of times skaters aren't aware of, okay? Stay at the host. But you're getting your room for free, all right? Um, now, let's move on to the rinks. <laughs> the rinks, all right? Um, if you haven't checked out the third episode of Saving Skate Rinks, I highly recommend you do that. Um, you're probably definitely going to want to do that after I talk about what I'm about to talk about right now. But let's say uh, this skating rink is charging you to use the rink. That's very possible. That's going to happen like 100% of the time, okay? Uh, now, you're lucky, extremely lucky, if this hotel, uh, not the hotel, if this rink is going to give you that rink at a flat rate. That almost never happens these days, all right? If it does, consider yourself lucky, okay? Because even if they were to do that, after they see you throw a successful party and see how many people you pack in there, they're gonna be thinking like, damn, I'm missing money. You know, they're gonna, be, they're gonna wanna charge you per head. So it's very common for skating rinks to charge these coordinators per head. Now let's say that this rink wants to charge you $9 a head. And you're probably thinking like, damn, that's robbery. I agree. I agree that that's right, right? And some of you may be thinking on the surface, like, that's cool. Like, I'm charging $15 a ticket. They want $9. I'm still making $6 profit per ticket. All right, on the surface, it looks like it makes sense. But if you think about it, you're charging $15 for the ticket. They charge you $9 a head. That's 60%. So you're doing all the work. You're printing the flyers. You're designing the flyers. You're getting the DJs. You're bringing them out, putting them up in a hotel. You're doing 100% of the work, and they want 60% of the profit. Look real different now, don't it? Right? So, it's robbery to me, in my mind. So, if, if, you, if I were to tell you, hey, you go do 100% of the work, but you give me 6% of the profit, you're going to tell me, hell no. Right? But it's the same thing they're telling you. Go do 100% of the work and give me 60% of the profit. So, they're like, hey, I'm not going to go 
take everything out your pocket, but I'm gonna cut a nice little hole in your pocket where that 60% come out, right? That's basically what's happening, okay? So if you ever think about why sometimes the party changes rent, sometimes because of the owners and them going up on that price. So let's say they're charging you $9 a head, right? You're probably still tripping on that, but it does happen, all right? Um, and you get 300 people to come to the skate party. That's, that's decent, it's a nice crowd. So $9 times 300 people is $2,700 a night, okay? Now you're throwing a national skate party, you're throwing it all weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So three nights times $2,700 is $8,100 that you're gonna be paying this rink for the skate party. Now, um, sometimes, again, you gotta remember, sometimes rinks want to deposit up front. So they may, they may say, hey, we want $500 per night, so now that's $1,500 upfront cost for that rink. Um, some rinks and establishments also require you to have a certain amount of security. And I've seen it where they say uh, 100 guests equals one security guard. So we need one security guard per 100 guests. So if you're having 300 people in here, you need uh, three security guards. Right? So let's say a security guard costs $50 an hour and you got them for four hours because that's how long your skating event is. It's $200 per security guard. Now you got 300 people, so you need three security guards. That's $600. One night in security. Now, you're also doing three events. So $600 times three nights is $1,800. So we got $8,100 that we're paying the rink. $1,800 that we're paying for security. We're at $9,900 for the rink and security. All right, so we might as well just go ahead and round that up to $10,000. So if we say $10,000 for the rink, $2,400 for the DJ, um, and about $600, we was at $590 for the flyers. We're at about... 13 grand already. <laughs> All right, but I'm going to keep going, okay? Because we're talking about skate parties done right. So let's say you have a cookout. A lot of uh, successful skate parties have a nice little cookout. Um, and to cater that cookout, let's say it costs you about two grand for the food. But you got a friend who's going to hook you up. They say, you know what? I'm trying to get my business out there. I'm going to do this thing for you. You know, you've been supporting me all year long. I'm going to do it for 1500 so $1,500 for the cookout catering, you still got to do $300 for the beverages like pop, water, I call it pop, I'm from the Midwest, so pop, water, Gatorade, you know, sometimes you might even include beer, you know, when I throw my cookout here uh, in Phoenix, we have free beer, okay? So you're spending $300 on that. Um, then you need tables and chairs, because 300 people ain't going to sit on the ground or sit in the grass, and maybe there's not enough seats on the benches, right? So you need tables and chairs, so that's 250 bucks. Um, from my own experience, going doing cookouts in the park, sometimes you need a permit from Amplified Sound. They're like, hey, if you're going to be blasting speakers, you need a permit for that. So we spent 50 bucks on that. Um, if I'm serving beer, right, free beer I'm giving out, um, they want an alcohol permit too, so that's another $50 for that. Now, one of the biggest surprises for me when I threw my first uh, skate party and had a cookout was I needed insurance for the cookout. I was completely caught off guard by that. Really did not expect that cost. Did not put that into the budget at all. But... Um, the park required a one-day or single-day insurance policy. That came up to about $300 because they wanted a hefty, you know, price tag attached to that um, insurance policy. So, um, 300 bucks. So, if you're ever in a position where you need a one-day insurance um, policy uh, for some type of event, there's a cool company out there called Event Helper. Go to eventhelper.com and they'll hook you up with that um, insurance policy. Okay? So, 
Uh, let's add up that cost. So $1,500 for catering, $300 for the beverages, $250 for chairs, $50 for the amplified sound permit, $50 for alcohol, $300 for the single day insurance policy. We're at $2,450. Right, so we was already at $13,000. Now we're almost at $16,000. All right, but I'm going to keep going. T-shirts. You want to get some t-shirts for your skate party because it only makes sense. You're having a skate party, you want people to buy a t-shirt, maybe take pictures in your t-shirt, have a cool little souvenir to go home with. And this is also a great way to generate some profit. I get it. So let's say you go small though. 50 t-shirts for about five bucks, blank t-shirts. Um, but you also gotta get your logo printed on the t-shirt, right? So you're spending $50 per shirt, uh, no, 50 shirts for $5, that's $250. You're also going to put your logo on there. Let's say they do another $5 for the logo. That's another $250. So in all, the shirt is like $10. Bucks, but you're selling it for $15. All right, so even if you sold all of your shirts, you're making $5 profit per shirt, you're making about $250 bucks by the time you get done selling out all your shirts. And that's best case scenario if every shirt sells out. But $250 for the shirts, $250 for printing the design, you have $500 for your t-shirts. Um, now let's say you're throwing a bowling party. All right. Bowling parties cost. Um, again, the bowling party that um, my team and I have thrown, we're on our eighth one, I think. Uh, we completely rent the whole bowling alley out, make it free for everybody, all right? That costs. Um, you're gonna pay about $2,500, you know, plus tax. You don't even count food and all this other stuff. You're gonna spend about 2,500 bucks for a bowling party. Um, and sometimes, just like the rent, they want to deposit too. So you got another maybe $500 or $1,000 um, upfront cost, you know, for that. So, $2,500 for a bowling party, all right? Um, tickets. You got to print tickets. You go do pre-sale tickets. So, you got to design a ticket. Let's say we're going to treat it like a one-sided flyer. That's $75. Bucks. You got to print the ticket. Let's just say about $100. Bucks. So, now you're at $175 for your tickets um, as well, okay? Now, you got to support your uh, other parties. You got to promote your party nationally now, not just to your local crowd. So let's just say you go to three skate parties throughout the year. And a lot of us are going to way more than this. But you're only going to three, all right? One of those you're going to fly to, two of these you're going to drive to. So let's say you find a flight round trip for 300 bucks, all right? You didn't get as lucky as you did with the DJs. You're like, damn, man, what my $200 flight? All right, $300 for a flight, right? Um, and the host hotel, well, we already talked about the $100 a night, but let's say you're going to split that with somebody because you're going to stay in this room with somebody, maybe a cousin or a good friend of yours who's also a skater. So you're going to pay $50 a night splitting that room cost. And let's say you're only going to these events for two nights. All right, you're not staying the whole weekend. So you're going Friday and Saturday or something. So you're spending $100 um, for each skate party on your hotel stay. But you're doing three parties, so that's 300 bucks. Let's do the same thing for admission. You're paying $15 for each skate party. You're going for two nights. That's $30 per skate party times three skate parties. You're at $90. You also got to rent a car for the skate party, the one you flew to. Let's just say that's $100. You got to put gas in these cars. You know, remember, you're driving to two of these parties and you're renting a car at the other one. Um, so even if you were to fill up your tank, you're driving four or five hours, well, you spend at least $40 each way, right? So that's about 80 bucks round trip. You're gonna do two parties like that, that's 160, and you still gotta put gas in the car while you're you know, kicking it at the party. So we're gonna say about $300 in gas, okay? So um, when you add up the cost of support parties, $300 for a flight, $300 for the host hotel, $90 for skate admission, 100 bucks for the rental car, 300 for gas, we're at 1090, all right, $1,090. 
So the grand total, when you add all this stuff up, $590 for the flyers, $2,400 for the DJs, $9,900 for the rent, that's including security, $2,450 for the cookout, $500 for the t-shirts, $2,500 for the bowling party, um, $175 for the tickets, and $1,090 for you know support your party nationally. The grand total is $19,605. All right, $19,600, almost $20,000 to have the skate party. Okay, but the question was, is it profitable? Are skate parties profitable? So let's do some reverse math here. So we know that the grand total was $19,605. So we said that you're going to get 300 people coming to each of your skate nights. That's 900 people total. And you're charging $15. Um, a ticket. So 900 people times $15 is $13,500. Okay, hopefully you still got your calculator out. But you also sold some t-shirts. Right? You're making a $5 profit off of every t-shirt. So 50 t-shirts at $5 a piece is 250 bucks. So let's take the 250 plus the 13,500. We're at 13,750. But wait a minute. It cost me $19,605 to host my skate party. So, if you do $19,605 minus the $13,750, we're in the hole $5,855. So, the question is, are skate parties profitable? All right? When you look at the math, you start to scratch your head a little bit. All right, but you're saying, all right, Andy, there's, there's ways to cut costs, and you're talking about doing it right. I only want to do it like half right, right? I'm not trying to provide this whole bowling party experience or this little cookout experience or whatever. Um, so let's take that out. All right. We, we 58, 55 in the hole. Let's take out the bowling party and the cookout. So the bowling was 2,500. The cookout was 2,450. So we take 58, 55. That's how much we in the hole. Minus those two events. That was 49.50 total. I'm still in the hole with $905. I haven't even broke even and taken away two good experiences, right? So when you really look at this thing and you really do the math, man, you really scratch your head. You really have second thoughts about going into these skate parties. So uh, the, the biggest takeaways here, you know, why did I do this episode? The biggest takeaways here is, one, I wanted to answer the question, is it profitable? Okay, hopefully that, that provides some insight to you all. But also I want my, my goal, Every skater should have a newfound respect for coordinators because they take on a huge financial risk when it comes to these skate parties. From the financial obligations to the rinks, to paying for DJs, all the upfront costs, host hotels, if rooms don't get sold. There's a huge financial risk taken on by the coordinators. Um, and my other thing is that I just wish that every skater was privy to this type of information. That's why I'm doing the Ring Podcast is really providing that business side of it. Because I wish that every skater, if you're not going to throw your own party, which you're probably not going to do after you listen to this episode, you're like, man, screw that. Um, just be on a committee. I think that every skater in their lifetime should be on a skate party committee at least once. So you can have that insight. Go to the meeting. See all the different moving pieces that are involved and all the costs that are involved. And then sometimes the decisions get made to scratch something out because it's taking it over the budget. And just like anything else, like your personal budget at home, sometimes you go over that budget. Because I didn't even talk about renting a van. You know, you got to bring all of this, you know, uh, 
beverages for the cookout and all this other stuff. Maybe you got some games. You rent the van for the for the weekend for the skate party. Um, uh, some skate parties have gifts. Uh, look at the Houston Rolling Roundup. They have gifts um, that they give out, you know, um, at the skate parties. Um, so I didn't even calculate all of that stuff. That's gonna put us even further into the hole. All right. So again, I appreciate the gentleman. I apologize. I don't remember his name, but he put the question out there. Is it even profitable anymore to host skate parties? And so all I want to do is do some skate party math with you all and really just break it down, look at a list of expenses and, you know, give you the, the answer that you're looking for. So again, that's that's my time today. I didn't want to take up too much time from you all. Um, but again, I appreciate you all coming to check out uh, this episode. So again, follow, subscribe, share, um, do whatever you got to do to make sure you get the notifications for the uh, for the podcast coming out. But this is my time and I appreciate you all and I'll see you right back here at the rink. Peace.